Welcome everybody to a very personal show today here on Zeta Global Radio. I am Lainey Savante Walken and I welcome you to this week's recap, Reflections on Irma. And startlingly, we all know that Irma is no longer uh, the only hurricane that's recently made a huge impact on the world. We have since had Maria and earthquakes uh, in Mexico, in Japan, and rumblings in Indonesia. It's been quite an extraordinary time on this planet and uh, wanted to bring my other half and the producer of our show, Zeta Global Radio, Howard Walken here to join me in this show today. So Howard, welcome as well. I'm glad to be here, especially considering what we've gone through and what we're hearing all of our friends and family have been going through. And interesting how people who were strangers only a week or 10 days ago aren't strangers anymore. They're family now. So true. So today we thought we would start off the show giving a little recap of our experience. Obviously can't go into every detail, but to really reflect on the highlights and mostly the positive ones. In fact, everybody on the show with us today are doing just that, reflecting on what life was like for them pre-Irma, uh, during, and post, and what life is like now. And hopefully you can glean from some of all of our stories uh, something in you that resonates on how you would cope with uh, a crisis, um, a mega life change. And that is our goal today is to impart those pieces for you uh, from what we've all just endured. So Howard, I thought maybe we can talk about uh, a little brief uh, buildup and through that, the miracles that ensued from the deci- from the first decision we made to um, evacuate from this house to the first safe house, and how that journey led us on meeting some incredible incredible beings. Well, we knew that we were in a house that was safe from hurricanes, theoretically, but because we had never lived here before, we were only here about seven weeks prior to Irma creeping up into southwest Florida, um, we understood that the house could withstand the winds and so on and so forth, hurricane-proof glass and concrete walls and steel reinforced and so on and so forth. Um, But understanding things in theory and practical application are two different things. So it got to the point where there was a little too much unrest for the two of us, and we decided that we would uh, take my business partner Bill up on he he and his wife Pat's offer to head to Fort Myers and stay with them. They've been here for many years and they weathered Hurricane Charlie back in 2004 and with them having vastly more experience than we did, we decided, you know what, there's strength in numbers and um, again, even though we knew theoretically that everything would be safe in this house and at that point we hadn't been officially evacuated, we decided that we would go and um, and feel safer with Bill and Pat. Great. So we get there. 
uh, we find out that, to make a long story short, uh, what we thought would be safe, turns out it wasn't, because in an instant we had troopers come by with sirens saying you need to evacuate the city now. Now that is Saturday night. They tell us that winds and conditions were going to start to deteriorate already by 5, and that was around 2.30. So through the grace of God, at that moment, uh, Howard shows up exactly when the troopers come by, and we look at each other and agree, yep, it's time to evacuate. Well, we're new here. We don't know where to go. We've been told all week that the roads were terrible. We have seven pets, and that was another primary reason why we had not left earlier in the week for having so many beloved fur babies that we couldn't just go to a shelter or really anywhere for that matter. So through the most amazing experience, we get in the car, we caravan with our our friends Bill and Pat, and they said there's somebody in Orlando that um, is welcoming us. So we are blessed to go on some local highways and off-roads and sort of countrysides quickly that they knew about, and luckily they knew these roads, and nobody was on it, because I think at that point, when you say everybody was where they were going to be for the storm, we were pretty much at that point. <clears throat> yeah, they were either hunkered down where they were going to be, or they were all jammed up on the highways. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so here we are. So we get to Orlando, and then what? Well, we get to Orlando, and we pull up in this incredible neighborhood where, you know, the trees hadn't quite begun swaying yet, but there were a lot of what they call live oaks and these beautiful older trees that were, you know, kind of over all of these these gorgeous big houses. And um, we all pull up, and friends of Bill and Pat's come out to greet us, and we meet a whole bunch of people that are, you know, arms extended, and, you know, was your drive okay, and are you okay, and are the pets okay, so on and so forth. And the next thing you know, a stranger is leading us up the stairs uh, to her own apartment that she is giving us as she departs to go and stay with her mom. Yeah, her family. So first act of incredible, really second after Bill and Pat's act of incredible kindness, she welcomes us into her place. Turns out it's a beloved, uh, conscious environment. Ohm signs everywhere and incense and aromatherapy oils. And uh, it was just completely like this God-given sanctuary for us. It was. It was a total refuge. She welcomed us in with our seven pets. Thank you. Thank you, Don Smith. And we had um, our space suddenly provided for. And she went where she went. We stayed where we were. And we endured the next 24 hours um, through uh, potential tornado watches, tons of rain, uh, the gamut in really being without power, being in the dark. But through it all, as we came out the other side, made our way back home and found that our house and our recording studio was completely unscathed in that which was in itself the grandest miracle that everything that we thought we were just here uh, integrating and acclimating to was going to be gone was all here. So amazing miracles for us. Uh, obviously incredibly um, life-changing 
going from sheer terror to complete elation and finding humanity along the way that took us in and were angelic guides for us in a city and a state we're completely new to. Yeah, it was it was a really humbling experience for me personally. Lainey and I had a late night conversation sitting in a room listening to wind howling, knowing that there were tornadoes that could, little mini twisters that could touch down at any moment, knowing that there was the possibility of our home being trounced by feet of water. Uh, and we came to a very peaceful realization that it was okay if the house was gone, the house was gone. They were just things. And if the studio was gone, the studio was gone. Microphones can be replaced. Equipment can be replaced. People can't be replaced. And our beautiful dogs and cats and our little hedgehog, they can't be replaced. They can't. And we were going to be okay no matter what. So the experience was one of being reminded for me of my inner strength, my commitment to faith in something greater than me. And there is no question that there is beauty in humanity that comes out during times of trouble. And we as a, as a species have been going through a lot of problems the earth has been going through a lot of problems as a result, I think, in part of how we have been mistreating each other and the earth in kind. And living through an experience like a hurricane that has never in recorded history been seen of that size, of that magnitude, of that strength, of the fact that it was able to travel up four states or so before it turned into a rainstorm. I mean, unprecedented and that we were right in the middle, I mean, not to, you know, pardon the pun, but like almost literally in the eye of the storm, the perspective changes. It does. It really changes. And what an amazing opportunity to see people at their best, and what an amazing reminder of what's most important. Mm, well said. We're going to take a quick Communities break Network, and we'll be back in a moment to share stories our with oneness. Visit our website to meet our powerful past spiritual community of healers, Florida, therapists, and had conscious events and own. activities. Visit to and check Zeta out our Global directory, Radio. upcoming we'll retreats, workshops, products, free videos, and much more. Many services are available globally by phone, Skype, and other sources of media. You'll also find more information on how you can be a member to promote the work you're doing in the world. Visit us now at spiritualcommunitiesnetwork.com. Hi everyone, Lainey Savante Wilkin here. Join me on September 23rd as I'll have a booth at Spirit University's 3rd Annual Mystical Bazaar taking place from 11 to 5 in Sarasota, Florida. Join us for a magical day of mystical connections and experiences. There'll be lectures, live performances, roving entertainers, and an entire marketplace of vendors, psychic readers, healers, tarot, crystals, jewelry, and so much more. I cannot wait. Tickets are only $5 and can be purchased at mysticalbazaar2017.com. Look forward to seeing you there. Hi, this is Dr. Judith Orloff, and you're listening to Zeta Global Radio. 
Welcome back to ZDR. I am Lainey Savante Wolken here continuing our hour-long talk today about Hurricane Irma and I'm so delighted and so excited and absolutely honored really to introduce our next guest. She was a pivotal force for me personally during this uh, harrowing journey and we had been uh, poised to meet for a very long time and as it turns out in fact she wrote me at one point said we will connect in divine timing who would have thought Irma would make this divine appointment happen at a crucial have to make or break uh, some decision-making in the, the 24 hours before Irma arrives so without further ado it is an absolute pleasure to introduce Francesca Simone. She is a journalist herself. She's also a radio show host in mysticism and tarot and astrology. She's a workshop facilitator. Uh, she deals with mysticism, Kabbalah. She is a powerful, powerful human being who I know on this time together will impart incredible wisdom for all of us, whether we've been through hurricanes or whether we're going through some basic stresses. Allow me to introduce to you Francesca Simone. Welcome, love. Thank you so much, Eleni. It is a pleasure to be on your show today. I don't even know where to begin because I'm full of immense gratitude because I was calling in a moment where I needed a really grounded spiritual warrior who could put my big energy into a more uh, stable space. And you did that for me. So I am forever grateful, and I know we have now created a bond that will last lifetime. So let's talk about where that comes from in you and how it was for you during this experience. Not only were you imparting safety energetically to others, but you were providing it by modeling it. So let's just go from there. Well, I'd like to start with an example of what I faced when I came back home because I live on the Whitaker Bayou in Sarasota, Florida, right by the water. And the, the home in which I lived, uh, the landlord had done absolutely no preparation. And there were no shutters on the window. We're right by the water. There was no protection whatsoever. And so I did not, I literally did not know whether or not I was going to have a home to come back to. But before I left, I began to walk around the property and just in case the property in protective light. And when I came back, I was amazed that there was very little damage except for a few uh, branches here and there. There was no structural damage. There was no flooding. And I walked out into the dock of the bayou, and I saw this hibiscus plant, which I love. I kissed this plant. I talked to it. And it had been almost completely uprooted. And the, I told the owner, and he replanted that hibiscus. And within a couple of days, we had a beautiful new bloom. And then a few days later, that was on Monday when I came back, by Friday, we had a beautiful bloom, and then on Sunday, there was a second bloom. 
And so I used that as an analogy, and I pasted on Facebook a video of this beautiful golden yellow hibiscus plant, and I said, when we are, re, when we are uprooted, we must re-root and go forward. We have to be resilient. And so that is what this experience meant for me. I know that it was extremely disturbing for many, many people. And I was so re surprised to receive that call from you, Lainey. But as I had said, I knew that things would come in divine time. And one of the things that I constantly speak about uh, when I get workshops or when I'm doing uh, my radio show, or co-hosting with another show, I always talk about the fact that we have to have what I call cosmic confidence. We have to feel that no matter what is going on, there is a divine order, and we have to ask to see with that divine eye. And so people often think I'm a little bit crazy in the sense that I am totally rooted in that knowing, it is not a belief because I have found throughout my times of tests and trials that there is always a divine order and we have to seek it and ask sure. for it and know that it is real. Amen to that. I, I, I'm reflecting on some of the conversations that we had and it's good advice to impart it to our listeners here in this moment where we talked about where the rubber meets the road it's truly a calling when you're in a dire situation to utilize the tools it's more than reading it's more than going to workshops when you are faced with situations as we have just recently been in and, and currently it's not over for many people here we're even discuss, discussing off air how our internet's still not up and running but the point was about truly integrating our divine oneness with spirit with god with higher power whoever you see as your higher force is integrating that and grounding it in the moments that you need it most wouldn't you say absolutely and this is where most people um, are not able to get that traction when the rubber hits the road. I am a member of the Rosicrucian Order Amorc, which is a uh, mystery school of w which I have been initiated into. And the Rosicrucian tradition uh, traces back to the Egyptian mystery schools. That's where this whole tradition began. And there is a very big difference between reading and attending miscellaneous workshops and putting yourself on a path of practice. And metaphysicians are people who are alchemists, constantly experimenting, constantly doing exercises to strengthen. When you go to the gym, you don't just go to the gym when there's a problem. You go to the gym on a regular basis. You develop a certain discipline. And so that when you need that physical strength, it is readily available to you because you've been exercising on a consistent basis. And I find that in our 21st century world where everyone is uh, 
a medium or uh, an angel whisperer or they have all of these um, ideas about dealing with divinity. They're not really dealing with the laws that govern the universe. And so being rooted and having traction when the rubber meets the road means that you must develop a solid schedule of discipline. You have to have a course charted out to where you, from where you are to where you want to go. And every day you're riding on this road and you're hitting different landmarks in your progress and you look at how you are progressing and you look to see where you need to make adjustments. At some point, if you're on the road in your car, you're going to have to stop and get gas, but you also have to check to make sure that the battery is working. You have to check to make sure that the water is working properly so that you don't run out of water and burn up your engine or whatever. And I find consistently that people do not do this. They don't form this discipline. And I think that this reboot that we got from the eclipse, as well as this reboot from Hurricane Irma, is telling us that we must always be prepared. We must always be charting our course. And I think that that is the great lesson. I think my landlord now will make some effort to have a, a plan in place uh, in, in case storms may come again. We are in Florida on the Gulf of Mexico, so that, that is to be expected. But even though you have cosmic confidence, you still have to prepare, and you have to build what I call your mystical muscle. Mm. So, yeah, no, it's so well said, and I've always used that term as well. I've always called it your spiritual muscle. We are in a constant state of being just being on the planet of living the existence of being in a spiritual gymnasium. <laughs> oh, you know, it's a, a place where we have to exercise what we're, uh, what we're here to do, why we're here in this moment on the planet. What is it that we can do to impart that advice to more? You do a radio show, I do a radio show. That is our dharmas is to really support the masses who need to find a grounded space. Uh, I've said over and over in these interviews, both on the show and the vignettes that we've had on Facebook, how the media has disrupted and become such a um, 3D influencer of a lower vibration and a density uh, energy. And it really requires now people like us and others, many others, to dispel that and to show how important it is to raise the vibration so we can continue charting the course, as you say. Well, I, I would like to defend the media. I haven't been in the media for many years. Uh, I wrote for, uh, I started off at the Chicago Tribune. Uh, I went to New York and I worked for the News World, which was the of the Washington Times. I worked for the Washington Times. I worked for CBS News for five years. And when people say the media, it's as if it's this monster. 
uh, that is affecting all of our lives. But the truth of the matter is, is that the media is made up of individuals. And we have to realize that their purpose is to gather information, facts, package it in a way that it can be presented to the masses succinctly and in a timely manner. Someone asked me a question on Quora. I, I also uh, answer questions on Quora. And someone from China asked me, of all of the networks talking about CNN, uh, ABC, NBC, and Fox Networks, they asked me if I could discuss the political biases and slants of each network. And I gave it a lot of thought, and I had to say that I felt that the Fox Network was the only network that had a blatant political bias and slant. And I explained it by educating them about a system called Cision. I worked in public relations for six years, and when publicists are looking to uh, promote stories or their clients, they go to this system and they are able to see basically the philosophy of every network and, and the various shows, and it's the same for the newspapers and magazines. You look for the media outlet where you can tell your story most efficiently to the audience that they have. And Fox is the only network in which when I went into that system, I saw how blatantly racist their political bias was. And so I posted a link within that Quora.com <clears throat> so that people could go and know that you can always find out the philosophy of a network and the whole purpose of a show. And so the media is not, they're made up of individual human beings, and each journalist brings with them their life experiences, their personal points of view, and they bring with them their own philosophy of life. So it's not just one big monster. They're different individuals. There are good journalists and there are bad journalists. No, that's true. We have to understand that the media does not have the mission of spiritually educating people. That's what you and I, Lainey, have to do. They gather the facts about situations and then try to form it into a package to deliver to people. But the spiritual aspect is a whole another ball game, and that's why I love that you say you're doing spiritual journalism, because that is what we are both attempting to do. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for that, and thank you for that response and clarity um, from that point of view. We're out of time, but I want to let people know if they want to learn more about you, how can they reach you? They can reach me uh, on my website, sarasotarose.com. They can reach me through Facebook. Through my name, Francesca Simone, I also have a page called Charting Your Course, 
I also have a Facebook page called Sarasota Rose. They can reach me through Cora if they have questions that they would like for me to answer. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram and contact me that way as well. And, so, and I'm on Messenger. So you can reach me anyway. I'm there and I'm open and I am looking to learn as well as to share. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing who you are before Irma and after Irma. We're going to uh, have probably more conversations with you on Zeta Global Radio as time goes on. Again, thank you for being here, and we're going to take a quick break. Thank you so much, Lenny, and I'm keeping you forever. <laughs> Perfect. The Sun, Wheel of Fortune, High Priestess, or the Hangman. If you're one of the thousands of tarot enthusiasts out there, you know these are just a few of the major arcana in a tarot deck. Also known as cardamancy, reading a tarot, Lenormand, Kipper, and Oracle decks are as popular as they ever were and even becoming more mainstream in today's modern world. We now invite you to delve further into this ancient practice by reading our quarterly printed magazine called The Cardamancer. Filled with interviews, product reviews, in-depth articles, and art, the Cardamancer has something for everyone, from beginner to professional. Our subscription-only magazine can be found at thecardamancer.com. And right now, we're offering ZGR listeners a special sneak peek at one of our digital issues. Just log on to thecardamancer.com slash ZGR, all caps, and enjoy a copy today. Have you always wanted to learn how to meditate but don't know what to do with all the thinking? Do you wish you knew how to transcend the negative voices of your perfectionism, procrastination, anxiety, and critical self-talk? Do you have a creative project in mind but don't know where or how to start or are lacking inspiration? Spiritual and creativity coach Hallie Bourne with over 25 years of experience can support you in finding more productive ways to care for your sensitive soul and your need to create. Unveil the ways your ego is sabotaging you and reorient towards your strengths to disempower your weaknesses. Turn your creativity into a spiritual path that infuses your life with meaning and fulfillment. Visit Hallie's website at HallieBorn.com or call for a consultation at 505-249-4981 and get started with your inspired life today. Hi everyone, Lainey Savante Walken here, and I wanted to share with you a little bit about a female networking group that I've been involved with for many years now. And if you've been looking to connect with other fellow women owners and executives, both locally in your city or across the country, please consider Fem City. It is an incredible network founded by Violet Day Ayala. They have over 100,000 women with chapters in most major cities nationwide in Canada. Fem City focuses on growing all of our businesses. It's an incredible, vast network for and by members who are experts in health and wellness, spiritual, cultural and lifestyle, financial, corporate fields, media, so much more. Business for your soul is the tagline. It's just incredible. I love it. I know you'll love it. I'm a global lifetime member. I hope you check it out. Visit them today at femcity.com and learn how you can become part of an organization that continues to soar and expand so you can too.
Welcome back to Zeta Global Radio. You are here with me and my special co-host Howard Wolk and my husband and of course Zeta Global Radio's show engineer and producer. We are going through this whole show today and really getting a sense of reflections, special reflections from Irma and special guests on the show who all have their own experience of what it was like for them what it was like for them to really hold in the knowing of whatever they had coming into this. Because where the rubber meets the road, we truly are given this, we're given this opportunity. And I'm sure many of us have been given many opportunities in our lives to work the faith that we have come to the table this far. So part of the journey I had in experiencing my first hurricane, last week and really the last two weeks was deeply interacting with all three of these lovely ladies who you're going to hear from today. Our first guest is Dee Dee Scott. She's an international best-selling author and writing and publishing coach. She is based out of the southwest Florida area. Uh, she has written over a million books. I can go on and on about her business acumen and her career, but today we're here to talk about Dee Dee Scott, the person who really went through this as a human being like all of us. So welcome to the show, Dee Dee. I'm just honored to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so I thought, thank you. And so let me, let's just start in this um, moment a little bit about yourself from your perspective and sort of what it was like for you going through this. Because like all of us, we were faced with a lot of choices. And those choices are based on our own prior experiences, or our own knowing, our own faith, our own belief in spirit. So I'll leave it for you to just kind of share like what led up to this moment for you and then how was it going through the choices that you made? Sure. For me, um, it was obviously quite an eye-opening experience. It was my first hurricane as well. Uh, we're originally from uh, northern Indiana, just south of Chicago. So, you know, we're used to preparing for blizzards and ice storms and that type of thing, not a hurricane. Yes. Yeah, we've done all of our research and kind of had a plan together. We would paid really close attention and had kind of the basic hurricane kit. We had plenty of water and, you know, canned foods and things like that. Our biggest concern, of course, and, you know, that comes a lot from just kind of, you know, watching media is do you flee and run and hit the highways or do you stay? And that was, the, yes. you know, kind of our biggest decision. We had just uh, recently moved into brand-new construction downtown Sarasota. So, you know, we knew that it was supposed to be hurricane-proof. We also realized that meant we were the guinea pigs that were going to try it out and see if all those specs were accurate. My biggest kind of um, piece, I think, were two sources. And one was my husband. He's a 30-year retired Um, cop from the sheriff's department up in northern Indiana and he always says that you know what what keeps a great cop alive and safe is that you always want to eliminate as many unknowns as possible so when we were making that emergency decision it was like well do you hit the road you don't know where you're going to stay if you have if you have enough gas if you can even get gas what are you going to do about food We know that tornadoes from the hurricanes often follow highways because they're cut in low and in valleys. And are you going to just be sitting on the side of the road with no place to go? Three animals in the car, and that's a lot of unknowns. Versus, do you say, when a building 
that we know is, you know, hurricane-proof construction and, you know, ride it out that way in a hallway that's completely, you know, steel and no windows and concrete. And so that was, you know, the, the least bit of unknowns for us. So it was pretty easy for us to stay. So with that decision kind of made, but then we also kind of had the help of all the legends of the crystals in this area. So that was kind of a fun part, too. Well, let's talk about that. And just let me go back saying how amazing for someone who's so enlightened like you to really kind of bridge. So here you have this grounded, practical human uh, education. And I, too, had those same unknowns. We had seven pets. And so those were all so very valid, I think, hinging on everybody in the media, of course, even made it worse by showing, you know, how awful it was to get out. So then there was the spiritual component and the legends of the crystals. So let's talk about that because I don't know how many people even know about that. Yeah, that was just something so fascinating. One of the first things that we learned when we were down here, and honestly, I felt it from a soul level before I even did the research and know that, knew that it was, you know, factual or, you know, good factual legend, so to speak. But for me, it was that feeling that there's just so much light in this city of Sarasota, and we're connecting, and that ability to connect with so many people that are awakening and just spiritually grounded in a good place in life and looking, you know, for ways to live that life of unconditional love and creativity and compassion and, you know, responsibility and love for perfect strangers as well as your family and friends and, and, you know, new friends and family. And I, you know, kind of have that curiosity in me as a writer, of course. I'm always researching everything. There's never a question that I, you know, leave unanswered. At least I try to find the answers to it. So I started doing some digging or why do you see all the spiritual healers down here and why are there so many alternative therapies and why are there just so many opportunities down here that we never have up north? And I came to find out that Sarasota itself is one of 22 cities in the world that's considered a city of light, meaning that it hmm. has a huge resource of crystals. And they're um, crystals that legends say that the Native American Indians had buried these huge, gigantic mammoth crystals, quartz crystals, out in the bay and the ocean off of Lido Beach and off of the St. Armand Key and the Siesta Key. And you know those beaches are world famous, the number one beaches in the world, because they have so many crystal pieces in the sand that isn't found anywhere else. Wow. I did not know this. <laughs> yeah. So that crystal in the sand that can't be found anywhere else, legend says, are, you know, what the tides are chipping off and bringing in from the huge crystals and vortexes that are created by those crystals out in the ocean. And that those crystals kind of create this grid of protection around this area. And if you watch the radars in any storm, let alone the cool thing that happened with this one, but if you watch the radars, it's fascinating just on a daily basis Watch a storm coming into our area of the bay, and it literally will split and go right around this area. It'll hit like Tampa, St. Pete. It'll hit south, exactly like this storm did, is the way that path always works, just in a regular thunderstorm. And you can see then on the special radars for this storm, it actually created almost a heart. There was actually like a heart 
that was around this area as far as the energy shield. It was just amazing to watch. Wow. Wow, that's beautiful. And obviously the uh, legend held true. And I've heard about uh, so many different uh, areas in the world, like when we talk about ley lines and we talk about areas. Like I came from New Mexico, and you know they say that the land of enchantment is a very blessed space. But it's very interesting that you said about how potent the spiritual community is in uh, Sarasota, but I'll have to say all of Southwest Florida when we moved here, we had said, you know, if we're going to move somewhere from our current uh, location, we really need to know ahead of time that there's a spiritual community, of course. So I came down and did my due diligence, and I was overwhelmed with the amount of people that were drawn here, that have lived here, that were every type of healing modality on, on the planet. It was like coming home to a complete familiar tribe, and through Hurricane Irma, uh, luckily I, I met had so, met so many prior, and we all really got to band together and use that power of prayer and meditation. And of course, we were part of that. I think we were all holding court for each other. Did you feel that as well? Oh, totally that. And you know what was fascinating is so take our building for example. It's um, you know a high rise. There's 230 units. Many of us had never met each other before. I mean, you always kind of meet the dog people because you're all out there together doing the thing. And, you know, you meet, you know, the people right around you. And they have socials and things like that. But we self-organized and all kind of met on Saturday afternoon. And we created this big whiteboard where everybody just put their names and their unit numbers and just kind of got to know each other. And so we knew who was left in the building, where we were. So, you know, if there was storm surge, you knew you could move up to, you know, Scott and Dee Dee's on the third floor, or you could move up to the fourth floor if you needed to, and who the names were and the people there. And it was just I heard some kids at the coffee shop um, that I go to all the time to write say that they'd lived in a neighborhood for eight years and had never met their neighbors. And because they were all out, you know, putting up the plywood and, you know, doing the cleanup after or the prep before, they met people that, you know, they've lived to all these years, never connected with. And that's just the power that, you know, if there's a common thing that we're all, you know, kind of struggling with, that's that moment when that human spirit and that loving kindness and that connection, you know, that's really a catalyst for that. I was just going to say that there's this aspect, I know this is absolutely why Zeta Global Radio is here, to create the oneness, to create the uh, ideology, and not just ideology, but the reality that if someone's in the Isles of Trinidad, or in there in Sarasota, or they're in Alaska, that we're all one and we're connected, and it doesn't matter if it's happening in Bangladesh or Sarasota, we're all can feel energetically the oneness connection, and yes... If we can have that togetherness in all space and time, I think Mother Gaia would be a lot more peaceful, and I know that we'd be able to honor her a lot better. So I thank you for being here today, Dee Dee, and just sharing just a glimpse. I could talk to you for hours, and I'm sure we'll have you back again on the show. How can people learn more about you just on, you know, just if they want to get to know you better in the work that you're doing in the world uh, on, you know, what's your website? Sure, it's www.letloveglow.com. And anybody welcome there all the time. And, of course, Facebook, Instagram, all those goodies as well. All right, and we'll go ahead and post that as well in the ZGR world and on our Facebook. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. We have more on Reflections of Irma.
Welcome to the Natural Awakenings New Mexico September Yoga and Graceful Aging Issue. This month, international yogi Rodney Yee leads the way with his strategies about staying on track, plus we highlight local yoga studios who are sharing their philosophies, workshops, and classes. Our feature article was about ways of graceful aging, supported by Dr. Joan Borisenko, a pioneer in the field of integrative medicine who gives practical, healthy lifestyle advice. Mystical scholar and spiritual teacher Andrew Harvey shares his passionate thoughts on what it takes to be a conscious elder. In addition, an exclusive interview with Malika Chopra about a path to intent, wisdom healing Qigong, flotation tanks, and many local news pieces and events. Pick up your free copy now. For guidance on marketing your business and a cost-effective way to reach thousands of readers, please email publisher at naturalawakeningsnnm.com or call Andrea at 505-999-1319. Nourish yourself, mind, body, and soul at Southwest Florida's premier collective of therapists and healers at Escape to Paradise and Trice Massage Therapy. A sacred and nurturing spa to relax and rejuvenate your spirit. Receive a holistic healing facial, detoxifying body wrap, Reiki treatment, or choose from a variety of massage therapies to replenish, revitalize, and renew your body into total wellness. By appointment only, and located just over the bridge at 1718 Cape Coral Parkway, see their Facebook specials online today, and visit their full menu of services to book and escape at sparadise.skincaretherapy.net. Welcome everybody back to our last segment of our reflections here on Hurricane Irma. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I hope the stories we've shared have impacted you in a good way, in a positive way to make you reflect on situations in your lives that need the support and maybe some of the suggestions shared today that these wonderful women, including our next guest, can impart in terms of what they've just experienced, what Howard and I just experienced, can some way elevate uh, your life as well. It is such a pleasure uh, to introduce Violet Deala. I'm sorry I'm not saying Violet your last name properly, and I should know that since I'm so close with you. Violet is the CEO and founder of a, a national and actually international female networking group, Fem City. I'm proud to be an, a par- proud member of it as well and global director when I'm not on the show and this network of women really banded together and I think you saw in some of our vignettes on our Facebook page that uh, some of our members have been a part of that and I'm really excited to have Violet here not only because she's such a positive influence to hundreds of thousands of women but she also lives in the Florida Keys which was such a a high profile area of course and so I'm not going to do any more talking I would love it for you all to have Violet share her story. Violet, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Lainey. That was um, beautiful, and um, I'm just happy to be a part of all, anything that you do. Anything you do is awesome, and um, so thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, and I feel the same way, and you know, I was saying there's so many things I do, and I'm such a, I'm so passionate about the work that you do, and this was a time that we really got to see what you've created and ha- uh, this organization and how the organization became such a bonded sisterhood of strength and um, support, uh, both pre, during, and of course now after that we're going through it. So I thought maybe we would would share a little bit about 
you and what you had to go through. And then, you know, you always have sort of beautiful, positive slant. And I know there's um, some beauty through this adversity. And here you had to flee some of the, one of the most damaging areas. So maybe share a little bit about what your experience is, and we'll wrap up this wonderful show today. Yeah, sure. And so um, first, I, I just want to share, I am. we were really lucky. We are one of the first barrier islands on the row of the Keys, and we, at first, uh, we were the target. Like, it almost looked like when you looked at the projections that we were calling um, the hurricane to us. It looked like it was just going to nail us right on at Category 5. And so that was kind of the the stress we went into the entire situation of kind of seeing that. And um, I was here in Miami for Hurricane Andrew, which was a Category 5, and that was just really horrendous. And so um, this was the... The experience from the beginning, just seeing that monstrous storm approaching us, we kind of had to uh, really focus on solutions and kind of action plans and getting moving and, and kind of fo- focusing on how we're going to get through this. And um, But we were really lucky it, it shifted, and I actually I don't even know where it went because we lost power that Saturday night, but all I know is that we were really, really lucky. Um, I don't even know what to call it, but a miracle. I, I'm so grateful. I know that... Our neighboring Keys uh, have it really, really bad and much worse, and I, my heart goes out to them. I, I mean, I'm constantly, you know, we have members that have second houses down there and whatnot. So um, I, I think for us, really, you know, what the beauty that I found personally through the entire experience, you know, you, tr- you generally try to not get the anxiety level so high. You want to kind of stay grounded and stay connected to what's important. And I found the beautiful moments of the entire process was really connecting with our neighbors. You know, we, we always had a very friendly block uh, with neighbors and we chit-chat, kind of small chat, you know, like when you're walking the dog or walking down the beach. But I found that sure. this time was a little bit different. We had something that unified us, and it was fear. You know, a lot of my neighbors, they didn't have insurance. You know, they already paid off their property, so they didn't have insurance. So um, their fear was even greater because we have insurance, and so, you know, it's, it's a hassle, but we're going to be fine. For them, it was really devastating of, of that possibility of, like, not having a home and then not having resources to rebuild your life. Sure. Yeah, lose it all. Yeah, lose it all. And we created a WhatsApp group, and um, I, I actually created it a couple of weeks ago and then come to find, look how beautiful. We had already set it up in place, and we kept adding more and more neighbors to stay connected to the process so that we had communication. We can kind of share the tips that we were using, whether it was closing the shutters or boarding up the sliding glass doors with, you know, some sort of cocky paste thing that was around. Um, you know, we, we really bonded with that. And so there, there was beauty in that. Those are relationships that um, – I think that they were propelled to higher degrees and a faster pace that normally would take years to develop. Um, so there was definitely beauty in that process. And I think even the process of, like, telling the kids, you have one backpack and you've got to fill it up with what's most important to you, and that's yeah. all you're going to take with you. And for, for Steve and myself, you know, we had one box. It was a clear kind of box that we got at the container store, and we filled it with passports and banking statements and birth certificates and things that – if we weren't going to return to the house, we could survive with what was in that box, you know, to create a new life in this physical kind of realm. And there was sadness in that. I mean, I broke down. I'm not going to lie. I broke down a couple of times in hiding. I didn't want my kids to see it. But, you know, it's a, it was a really good reflection to realize that all this stuff that's around us, that we work so hard to, to achieve, whether it's, you know, shoes or a purse or, you know, linens or just like these things that we spend money on, 
at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What stuff doesn't matter? What matters is that you can rebuild and you have the faith and you have that love with your neighbors and your community and that the, and the hope and the drive that, that you'll continue on no matter what happens. So those, I think, are the strongest things that I, I personally took in. And, of course, the gratitude component. My gosh, yeah. like when you don't have power for a week, you know that, Slaney. Like when you don't have power, sure. you don't have food, and you don't have anything, you're just living in a fragment of a house, you know, once you do get it back, it is like seeing new colors in your life. You know, it's seeing for the first time the world in a different way. And I think that we're all kind of those that endured this hurricane and maybe perhaps those that are still enduring it with the other islands, that it makes you look at life in such a different way. And the little things that used to bother you, you don't even think about anymore. Like, who cares? No, it's so true. I, I remember earlier this year I had eye surgery, and when I woke up and everyone told me, you're fine, and everything was a success, and I was, you know, and eventually got my vision back in that eye, uh, life was completely different, and it was so surreal. Like, everything was so vibrant, and it felt that way, too, after we returned and we were back in the house and we looked around and nothing was broken for the it for the most part you realized how beautiful that is and at the same time I was okay with like you said being detached from all these things that once were exciting you know for me it's artwork I have so much artwork that people have just poured their love into and I feel the vibration of the art in my house and I just thanked everything like thank you for bringing wonderful uh, energy to my home and you know and I can always get more artwork there's so many things that you just know that um, the practice of detachment is always so important and I'm sure we got a full a full dose of that I think enough to last a lifetime don't you think <laughs> oh my gosh for sure I mean uh, I have chills now just hearing what you shared I I don't think as an adult I've experienced something like this I mean, when, I was, when I was a child going through Hurricane Andrew you're a child and I don't know the world is always full of roses right for the most part you kind of make the best of the situation um, but I as an adult looking at this it has changed it's rocked my world I, I think I'm looking at things differently and I have a, an energy and a focus about what I want to accomplish in this lifetime that's even deeper. There's a definitely a deeper spirituality connection that I've formed through the process. And that's the blessing. That's the, the silver lining that I was looking for. I found it, you know? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It means a lot. I was uh, just saying on the call before we got uh, this interview going that I'm not just living this representation of a film and music to the earth. Like, I now know what climate change is doing. Like, it's innate. I, I, I can talk about it and speak about it from from experiencing and it's very different from watching something on tv and you're like yes climate change is an issue it's it's not only here as we're as we're speaking right now there's earthquakes happening and there's you know there's other hurricanes it's like this is the time to call together all of us in deep deep uh, reconsideration of our values and what's important on the planet. Absolutely. Oof, with that, I have more chills. Hmm. Violet, thank you so much for being here. I know that there's a lot of recovery emotionally, mentally, physically um, for all of us, and I appreciate your valuable time and, and for all you do for so many people, and um, I love you a lot. Oh, thanks, Lainey. Right back at you, girl. I feel the same way about you, so thank you so much for sharing all of this. We need more positivity. Thank you, everybody. 
Yeah, thank you uh, everyone for listening and please share this archive when it becomes one with those of uh, those out there that you care about. I hope we've been able to be uh, a point of reference for you here on Zeta Global Radio. We wish you a blessed week and look forward to providing another great show for you. Take care. <laughs>